What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked on Panthers podcast. Happy beginning of April, everyone. We've made it through another month. Hopefully, we've made it through the toughest month of the calendar year. Now that the calendar's traded or spun to April, we can uh, start thinking a little more positively, uh, get closer to getting past all this virus nonsense and getting closer to actually having sports stuff to actually watch instead of just talk about. So happy April, everybody. Happy draft month. Um, I guess not happy schedule month, though. I said yesterday, April is, is the month of the draft and the schedule release. But as it turns out, the NFL is looking like May 9th is going to be the date that the schedule will be released. But at least we do have the draft coming. So we do have something to talk about. And that's going to be the focal point of this show because the Panthers unveiled their latest mock draft report, mock draft roundup, whatever you want to call it, uh, version 6.0. So we've got, well, actually, we've got five mock drafts we're going to talk about because we've already talked about one, and that was Joe Marino. Remember, that was the mock where the Panthers traded down to number 23 with the New England Patriots and ended up with Kenneth Murray in that mock. So we've already dove into that mock a little bit. We're going to look at the other five in this edition so glad to have you guys along with us and before we get into everything i want to give a shout out to one of our great sponsors here our friends over at postmates which for a limited time is offering our listeners 100 dollars of free delivery credit for your first seven days to start your free deliveries just download the postmates app that's p-o-s-t M-A-T-E-S. Download that app and use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A. And especially in this time, this, this time and age right now where you're really not going out anywhere, here's a chance to get your food to you, whether it's uh, restaurants, groceries, whatever the case may be, because they do a lot of stuff. So Postmates, download the app. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA and you get $100 in free delivery credit for your first seven days. So go check that out right now. So as we jump into the mock draft report, thanks to the Panthers website. So we'll start, well first off, uh, in general they have uh, six mock drafts that they went with and there were uh, four different players that make up the mock draft. And again, one of them we obviously know was Kenneth Murray. So we'll start with the two that had Derek Brown as the selection. So we'll start with Dan Kadar of SB Nation. He did a uh, first-round mock, and as we always do, we kind of set up the first six picks so we can kind of see what's on the board at number seven. Um, interestingly enough, too, in Dan's mock draft, he also did a backup option for each pick he said in in addition to each team's pick in the first round i've come up with a backup choice the only catch is the options are only relative to what has happened in the draft if a player was taken already he can't be the other option so he did that for pretty much every team except of course the cincinnati Bengals, because as we all know joe burrow is likely going to be a pick though if you're interested i did write a piece for Bengals Wire where I did a mock draft in which the Panth- or in which the Bengals did trade down 
out of the number one pick and getting three picks in the first round. You know, that was kind of driven a little bit too by, you know, just playing along with uh, with mock drafts and experimenting a little bit. But there was also a little bit of a report. Armando Salguero thinks that there is a possibility that the Miami Dolphins can make the move up or are thinking about making the move up to number one for Joe Burrow. But the most likely option is that Joe Burrow is going to be a Cincinnati Bengal. Then at number two, he has Washington taking Chase Young. Their other option in this case would be Tua Tungavailoa with uh, you know the battle Dwayne Haskins and new coaching staff, things like that. Uh, number three, he has the Lions taking Jeff Okuda. His other option would be Derek Brown out of Auburn. At four, he has the Giants selecting Makai Becton. The other option would be the other offensive tackles, really. Tristan Wirfs or Jedrick Wills or maybe even Andrew Thomas. Uh, then he's got the Dolphins going with Justin Herbert at number five, where his other option is actually punting on quarterback until 2021 and wait for either Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence. In that case, he would have uh, as the other option in this pick as Isaiah Simmons for Miami. But Justin Herbert is the pick here. And then the pick at six for the Chargers is Tua Tungavailoa. The other option he has would be Tristan Wirfs. So we get to the Panthers at number seven. The pick is Derek Brown. Dan writes, even with Simmons available, this has become my default pick for the Panthers. Defensive lineman K1 Short still has a few good years left, but the, but if the Panthers can't get someone to take attention away from him, those years will be wasted. And look, I've obviously been on board with taking Derek Brown for quite some time, but I haven't locked myself into Derek Brown. I have certainly a couple other options that I'd be willing to look at uh, at that pick, and we'll kind of get into that at some point. Uh, the other option that Dan writes is, of course, you know, the other player, certainly that I would consider at this spot too, and that's uh, Isaiah Simmons, obviously. He says, Simmons is the obvious other choice here. He's the only player in this draft anywhere near being able to fill the massive hole left by Luke Keekley. So that's how Dan Kadar has it in his latest mock draft. As we shift over now to the mock draft over at USA Today from Nate Davis. So first six picks to set the board. Joe Burrow to the Bengals. Chase Young to the Redskins. And then a projected trade. Here's the Chargers trading up to number three to get Tua Tungavailoa in a trade uh, with the Detroit Lions. In this uh, mock scenario, here's the Chargers trading uh, the first round pick, number six, their second round pick, number 37, and next year's first to go up and get Tua. Then he's got Mekhi Becton to the Giants at four. And then, interestingly enough, he's got the Cleveland Browns trading up to number five with the Miami Dolphins to select Isaiah Simmons. Now, haven't really talked about the possibility of the Dolphins trading down with three first-round picks, but wouldn't that be interesting if even with three first-round picks, the Dolphins, especially with Justin Herbert on the board in this scenario, but he has the Dolphins trading down. But you know what? We've looked at some of these mock drafts, or you look around at some of these mock drafts, Justin Herbert could be there later in the draft. So in this scenario, 
Uh, the, the Browns trade picks 10 and 41 overall to the Dolphins. So the Browns take Isaiah Simmons, and then the Lions, after trading back, get uh, Derek Brown at number 6. So, actually, I've just realized, I've kind of jumped around. I was going to look at the two mock drafts with Derek Brown, but uh, ended up going in a, in a different order. So, bear with me. We'll just run through these mock drafts, I guess. So, uh, Derek Brown off the board of the Lions at 6. So then at 7, that means Jeffrey Okuda is on the board. You know, you, we figured the top three options, or it feels like the top three options at this point for the Panthers are Derek Brown, Isaiah Simmons, and Jeff Okuda. And in this scenario, Brown and Simmons are off the board, but Okuda is still there. So really, in this scenario, I think it's a no-brainer for the Panthers. Get your cornerback spot filled. Uh, obviously, big hole there with James Bradbury leaving. Need somebody opposite Dante, uh, Dante Jackson. You know, Ross Cockrell is still out there as a free agent as well. A little surprised they haven't re-signed him yet, but uh, maybe they're, you know, still working out some other things. But Jeff Okuda here, the pick by Nate Davis. He writes, he's clearly the top corner coming out in 2020, and there may not be a team more desperate for one than Carolina after the Panthers lost James Bradbury in free agency. I would argue uh, Detroit is definitely up there as far as uh, really needing a cornerback with, of course, the trade of Darius Slay. But Detroit also really needs uh, interior defensive lineman help as well. But that uh, that would be, uh, you know, yes, the Lions did sign uh, Desmond Trufant to kind of help fill that hole. But I would still argue that the Lions have a bit of a have a bit of a, a cornerback issue. I mean, we were saying they had cornerback issues even before Darius Slay got traded, you know, even assuming he was still on the team. We knew he wasn't going to be on the team. So if so really if the Panthers are competing anybody or with anybody for Jeff Okuda, as we mentioned numerous times here, it's the Detroit Lions and they obviously I still believe they're going to take Okuda at number 3, but you know, again, one of these teams could come up with a, a sweet enough package that could convince the Lions to trade down and they could probably still get Jeff Okuda at number six but in this mock by Nate Davis Jeff Okuda is the pick at number seven uh, Todd McShay got an idea at least only in the uh, in the top spots we know that uh, Todd McShay also went with Derek Brown because he has Joe Burrow to the Bengals Chase Young to the Redskins Jeff Okuda to the Lions, Isaiah Simmons to the uh, Isaiah Simmons to the Giants. And then number five is the Dolphins going with Tua Tungavailoa, and then Jordan Love to the Chargers at six, ahead of Justin Herbert. He actually has Herbert going number nine to the Jaguars. Uh, Derek Brown was the pick there at number seven for the Carolina Panthers, uh, and. I think in the last couple of mocks between Todd and Mel Kuyper, it seems like Derek Brown's been the pick, so that hasn't really changed too much. So Derek Brown there. Then Cynthia Freeland's latest mock draft, and remember, she goes, she uses her analytics-based mock draft, so um, it's not necessarily what she thinks teams will do. It's just more, um, it's just more, obviously analytic style she got uh she uses her draft prospect model to create a numerical value for each player 
These ratings can be compared across years. Then I use my NFL production model, which considers the market of free agents at each position, to create a projected win contribution method or win contribution metric by player, position group, and side of the ball. These get added up to forecast win totals for the season. The results quantify strengths and weaknesses of current NFL rosters. My model also factors in as many known elements of coaching philosophies of the current staffs as possible and of the 2020 opponents. Then my model selects the draft prospect that would yield the highest win total for each team next season. Uh, and then she also notes that uh, she has projections and results for all teams and prospects they selected over the past 15 seasons. She examines on-field results, uh, analyzing what happened, trends. Uh, she's also asked coaches and front office executives and even players to help understand why uh, results occurred. So uh, this isn't, again, this isn't a predictive mock, and you'll see right away uh, with Chase Young as the number one pick. Now, we all we know that Chase Young is the best player on the board, so it makes sense that in, in a mock like this, uh, Chase Young would go number one, but um, in that sense, it does kind of throw it off a little bit because then it has Andrew Thomas, two to the Redskins, Jeff Okuda to the Lions, Tristan Wirfs to the Giants, Joe Burrow ending up at five to the Dolphins, and then Tua at number six, but it does land Isaiah Simmons to the Panthers at number seven. She writes... After Young, Simmons offers the highest win share impact to an average team for the 2020 season in my model. That's not to say the quarterbacks aren't valuable as rookies, but rather that players at the position typically take a bit more time to realize true gains. As for Simmons' specific fit on the Panthers, his extreme versatility in college, he played meaningful reps as a slot corner, safety, off-ball linebacker, and edge defender, as well as some snaps as an outside corner, makes his potential production as a pro more impactful in the competition-elevated NFC South. And, I mean, you can't, you can't fault that analysis. We've touched numerous times how much of a fit, at least I feel, Isaiah Simmons would be in this defense. He's he's like the ultimate chess piece in this uh, in this draft. And uh, for, for a rebuilding defense like the Panthers... It, it feels like the perfect fit. It feels like the perfect marriage between Isaiah Simmons and this Panthers defense. And obviously he's got the Carolinas background coming from Clemson in South Carolina. So to me, a lot of it makes sense. And that's why if, if I had to guess a team in the top 10 that feels like they have the best odds of getting Isaiah Simmons, I'd probably have to guess the Carolina Panthers. So, but, you know, you never know. The, obviously, the Giants could snag one four. He, he could go to a, a number of places. But it just feels like he would fit in so well uh, in this Carolina team. So, Cynthia's mock has the uh, Panthers taking Isaiah Simmons. And then one last mock we're going to look at. That is Tom Fornelli of CBS Sports. He starts out with Joe Burrow to the Bengals. Tua to the... Redskins and then the Chargers trade up for Justin Herbert in a trade with the Lions saying the Lions are eternally grateful to the Redskins for taking two as it made their number three pick extremely valuable 
in the end, the Chargers wanted Herbert more than the Dolphins or anybody else and move up to get him. So wouldn't that be interesting to see quarterbacks go 1, 2, and 3 in this mock? But then obviously means a lot of good players are falling down the board. It means Chase Young, and obviously that would be the, the opportunity cost for the Lions of trading out in this scenario. It means they give up on Chase Young, who ends up falling to 4th in this mock uh, to the Giants. Then he's got Jedrick Wills going to the Dolphins at 5, Jeff Okuda to the Lions at 6, and then Isaiah Simmons to the Panthers at 7. He writes, Simmons is one of the three best players in this draft on my board, but circumstance drops him to 7th here. Carolina is pretty alright with the developments. Like I said, if somehow this scenario were to play out, that three quarterbacks go with the first three picks, obviously that means... Dominoes are going to fall. A lot of good players start to slip, like Chase Young falling to four. And it means Okuda's going to fall, and Isaiah Simmons, and Derek Brown, and all the offensive linemen. But, uh, you know, so they still land Isaiah Simmons at number seven over. And, you know, the Panthers website made a note of this as well, in that uh, the. Or actually, they were referencing Dan Kador's mock of the Panthers taking Derek Brown over Isaiah Simmons in this case and then in CBS's case they take Simmons over Brown I listen I'm on record of I'm on record of being very con- very content with either player I mean it's I don't think there's any worry of any of the three players that we've mentioned. Derek Brown fits very well. Isaiah Simmons fits very well. And Jeff Okuda obviously fits very well. I've also been on record saying I have no problem if the Panthers trade out of number seven and land a player like Javon Kinlaw if they end up in, say, the mid-teens. You know, we did that live mock on Tuesday, and I was able to get Javon Kinlaw at number 23. Realistically, when we get to the actual draft, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I don't see Kinlaw falling to number 23. I still believe Kinlaw is going to end up somewhere in the top 15. You know, I've, I've talked before about the players that I feel pretty good about going and say like the top 12 of the draft. And that's three of the quarterbacks, uh, Tua, Burrow, Tua, and Herbert. Chase Young is obviously going to go Okuda. Derek Brown, I would say at least three of the offensive tackles, probably Wills, uh, Thomas, and uh, Becton. You know, maybe Worfs goes in there. You could you could say all four go in maybe the top twelve. That and that right there is uh, is ten players. And then Isaiah Simmons, I think, is going to go in the in the top ten or top twelve. You know, so even if the Panthers trade out of number seven, I think they can still get a solid player like a uh, like a Javon Kinlaw. Or, you know, maybe even, you know, I, and this is a guy we haven't even touched on really at the cornerback position because we've been kind of so focused on Jeff Okuda. But what about C.J. Henderson? What about the possibility of the Panthers trading back into, say, the middle of the first round and landing C.J. Henderson? I think that'd still be a tremendous fit. You know, it, it looks pretty looks pretty clear or, you know, pretty close to consensus that C.J. Henderson is the second-best cornerback prospect in this class, and he would still be a great fit for this Panthers defense. So that's another 
that's another scenario I could see play out that I think Panthers fans should be pretty happy with. To trade down and get a player like Henderson and get a couple extra picks in, in the process. So, I mean, there's just so much that this Carolina Panthers, and I've, I've said this numerous times, obviously, and you know I almost can't wait for the draft to happen so we can finally see what they do. But there's just so many directions that this team can go in and so many players that I think just fits so well on this on this Panthers team because they just need talent. Like I said, they just need talent wherever they can get it, whether that's on the defensive line or a cornerback or a linebacker or interior offensive line. Now, I've started to rule out the offensive side of the ball with their first pick. You know, I I could understand if they want to go offensive tackle in the first round, but obviously they're set, at least for this year, at the position now that they have Russell Okung at left tackle and then Taylor Moten at right tackle. And of course you got the guys that you drafted last year. You do got to go after interior offensive linemen. That, that's without a doubt. And you can get that in the middle rounds. So I would understand if they go offense, but it would obviously be a lot more beneficial for them. And it just feels more likely that it's going to be the defensive side of the ball that they spend their first pick. And really, like I said, you you can't go wrong attacking any of the three levels because they need help at all three spots on that defense. So just so many so many different ways that they can go. And it, it's just it's so fascinating. In fact, um, I know locked on NFL locked on NFL draft podcast, Trevor and Ben are doing their guest uh, mock draft. They've been getting you know, like outside beat writers for all the teams to talk about the teams and make the picks. And I know tomorrow they will be dropping the episode on the Panthers. So uh, definitely check that out uh, for one to see who they got in. Cause I'm really curious myself. I'm excited to hear. And then number two, obviously who, uh, who the pick is going to be. So uh, really looking forward to, you know, so if you want to get their take, uh, really more in-depth on the Panthers. That's coming tomorrow that they'll focus on the Panthers. They've actually been dropping two episodes a day. So tomorrow they'll be doing the Panthers at number seven and the Cardinals at number eight. And then we've also got our uh, mock draft between all the hosts of the podcast coming in a couple of weeks. I've already put in my pick for the Panthers at number seven. I'm not going to spoil. I'm not, I'm not going to say yet who I picked. You'll have to tune in that week to uh to the uh nfl mock draft special with uh everybody involved to find out who i picked um you can kind of get an idea obviously who i've narrowed it down to but i'm not going to spoil who i've actually picked again you'll have to tune in that week should be a couple of weeks from now i think when it comes out but um a lot a lot going on with the draft uh, very excited that we're only about three weeks away from it. Uh, we'll finally have something to talk about at some point. So um, just hang in there. We're we're almost there. Uh, it's certainly been a bumpy ride, but um, we will we will get through this together, and um, it'll it'll be here and it'll all be over before you know it. Um, so with that, I think we're gonna wrap it up here on today's podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in as always. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Follow my work, of course, uh, Panthers Wire, Bengals Wire, 
uh, Pro Football Network. I've actually been doing some 2021 prospect stories on there as well so far. So I'm already getting a little bit of a jump on next year's draft class. So, you know, obviously never too early to do that. So um, obviously I'm kind of all over the place. So, but that's, that's where I'm at. That's where you can find me. And until next time, again, thanks for listening. Take care of yourselves. Stay safe. And we'll be back tomorrow for more fun here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. Until then, Bill Rossetti signing off. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you soon. Bye-bye, everybody.